This is Ashley Hodge with the Sikkim 365 post-game podcast. I'm coming to you after Baylor's 74-68 to win in Stillwater. That's eight in a row for the Baylor Bears in Stillwater. Unbelievable. Wow. Um, joined by Jared Hamby. He's a handbone on the board. Uh, Jared, thanks for taking time to do this. Always love talking basketball with you. Um, uh, yep, glad to be here. Yeah, so first of all, I mean, just comment on the another season for Baylor basketball where they have a winning record on the road in the toughest conference in America I think every single road win may have been a, a quad one win, or you know, maybe maybe one or two of those fell out of the quad one. No, range, they all are. None all of them are. are even close. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sixty-five. So yeah, unbelievable. Um, you know, to to be so successful on the road, uh, they did it again this year, and it's a good. It's a reason why they're now eleven and six, have a chance to win twelve games, and who knows? You know, uh, some chaos could happen here w- with other teams and. Uh, West Virginia pulled off a really big road win tonight in Ames. Uh, so, road warriors for the the Big 12 teams on Big Monday. Uh, good night for Baylor basketball, even though they were up 17 or 19 late in the game. And, and OSU made a pretty furious comeback and made it interesting. But uh, overall, I think it's uh, you know, shows what this team is capable of and, and another huge night for Del Bonner. Yeah, definitely. I mean uh... – like you said, uh, touched on another Q win, Q1 win, which is the most important thing right now. Um, where we are, we, we need to separate. Um, there's, it's so close right now um, at, in the two-seed range with even just with the teams in our league. We're battling Kansas State and Texas for the same seed basically right now. So, you know, picking up that Q1 win is huge. Gives us a leg up on both of those teams. Um, and, uh, you know, Dale Bonner – I think Flagler, I just look, Flagler is Kim Palm MVP, but I think, you know, any yeah. Baylor fan will tell you that Dale Bonner was the MVP of that game for us tonight. What a, I, I mean, I couldn't be happier for the kid to, uh, you know, he got thrown into the fire last year, had some moments, but didn't always perform that well. And then, you know, we kind of raised up the expectations for him this year and it had some good moments early in the season, but it just didn't work out. And eventually, I mean, he got benched. He's out of the rotation, kept his head up. I'm sure he, you know, kept a good attitude practice you know you get to you get to learn a lot when you sit there and watch during the games yeah and you're not you know so credit to him for uh being ready to go these last two games and coming in there and shocking the world really i mean the guy's been incredible out of nowhere it's yeah unbelievable. i mean it, it is it, you know our whole team really played well tonight i thought uh they were ready they were focused you lose Langston Love early in the game to you know gets his eyeball scratched and hopefully he's okay and ready to go saturday uh, but then now you're having to run your three guards pretty much the whole game. Dale, LJ Cryer, LJ logs 40 minutes. Uh, Flagler gets 37 minutes, and, and yep. Dale Bonner plays 32 minutes. Uh, so you know you, you're really just relying on those guys. You know pretty much the whole game, especially the second half with Langston Love out. Uh, Love did get seven minutes early in the game, but then yeah. uh, Bonner took all the, those minutes in the second half. But uh, you know to your point, 15 points for Bonner. He has four assists. Uh, he has two steals. Played really good defense. Adam, you know, two three, for three from three, five for six in the line. But yeah, I mean, yeah, on. for sure. Really, really. I mean, just a, a, a gritty, awesome performance following up a great day Saturday against Texas. Uh, Adam Flagler, you can see why Kim Palm said he was the MVP. Six assists and one turnover, two yep, steals. That's, that's it right there. Yeah, the six one. Five rebounds. I mean, about, that was big. I mean, that's yeah. He he was good on five the five rebounds, six assists, efficient, thirteen points, two steals. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot to like there about that line. 
I'm, I'm getting a ton of text about, you know, the rebounding issues. Obviously, OSU got 22 offensive rebounds, which is a ridiculous number. Uh, you know, we were doing a tremendous job on the defensive glass, but uh, today – They know, didn't score any points off it, though. I know. That's the thing. They scored, and, I, I didn't see the final point, but they scored like eight points or something off it. Second chance points? Only eight? It was maddening to watch, That's but crazy. it didn't yeah. really hurt us. Yeah. They just kept bricking shots. I mean, early – in especially in the first half, they missed like three or four bunnies. I mean, yeah. they weren't – a couple of them were contested, but a couple of them they should have made for sure. Yeah. Um, now, that helps. So, I mean, a lot of times they were, you know, getting a second and third shot and just missing again. So, it was really brutal to watch. But statistically, the extra possessions aren't really what hurt us at all. Yeah, and and, and we before we started rolling the pod, you know, we out-rebounded them 42 to 40, <laughs> which is – yeah. I mean, so we had 13 offensive rebounds, and, and we did grab 19 uh, defensive rebounds. So, uh, you know, we did win the, the battle of the glass, even though we gave up 22 offensive rebounds. And – uh, the big thing was we were a lot more efficient from three. We end up 11 for 31, so I think we were around 50% at halftime. Uh, but we uh, up, right, I'm showing 32 rebounds for Baylor 40, and I think you got the 32 to 40. Sorry, I didn't want to get – Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm, lo- I'm just looking at Ken Palm. It's, it's showing that uh, – oh, you're right. I'm not – I can't add. 32. No, you just made yeah, you just made a small math mistake. It happens. They I'm, got us 40 I'm a wealth, to 32. Yeah, I'm a wealth manager. I, I mean, they I'm, I'm no good 50, at math. 54% of the offensive rebound. I mean, yeah. it was an offensive rebound percentage. Insane. Anyways, keep going. I just so want to make you correct Yeah, that. yeah. The, no, thank you for the correction. 42 to 32. Uh, 40 to 32, yeah. So they did out-rebound us. So they did get us. But, but we, you know, we got 17 points at the line. They only got five. And then uh, we had two extra threes. 17 for 20. Beautiful. 11 for 31 for three, which isn't bad. 35.5, which, you know, we're, we averaged 36 point, you know, yep. some th- almost 37 on the season. So we were right. Great right, to where see we bridges. Be on the road versus a good defense. Right, great to see bridges. Twelve for twenty-four from two fifty percent is nice, and all around a good offensive night. One point two one, you know, points per possession. Yep. On the road versus a good team that will adjust nicely to. Uh, I haven't checked Torvik, but it's probably in the the one point three, you know, the one thirty range. Probably adjusted at least one twenty-five. Anyways, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a good-looking box score offensively. Thirteen assists and eleven turnovers. Um, no blocks tonight, which I think you probably attribute to Oklahoma State style of play. They chuck a lot of threes, and they're pretty athletic. They don't take any, they don't take a lot of dumb shots in the under paint, right, or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, great win. I mean, it's uh, you know, as we said, uh, Oklahoma State made a pretty furious comeback at the end. You know, John Michael Wright made some threes, and uh, he ends up with seventeen points for them, and. and uh, Queon Williams, who I don't think has played much this year. I don't. I, don't I was going to mention in the game thread. You know, I've done I've done this a few times when I've been like, hey, you know, I think this guy is going to play. Yeah. Maybe we should add him to the bench because that can, it can get tricky. Knowing because I thought he was going to play against us. You know, I didn't think he was going to play twenty nine minutes, but I was going to mention in the thread that hey, I, you know, this guy could play twenty minutes against us. But right. I didn't see him scoring twelve points, and um, but he's actually had some pretty good games for them lately pretty active um, player yeah and he's had some he's had some donuts in the last few weeks too but uh he either has like a a really good box score off the bench or kind of doesn't really do anything so he's been kind of hit and miss he's a freshman he's a pretty good looking player not very athletic but he plays really hard and i mean he had a 123 rating in 29 minutes that's impressive yeah i i, I do usage. agree i agree with what fran said um that you know oklahoma state's probably better off just playing a frenetic you know pace and 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 that was probably a tactical error that they they would want back if like once Langston Love went out, 
I mean, they really should have used their depth and, and press Baylor full court and try to war- wear our legs out, you know, and, and make yeah, it, and turn it into a frenetic Play game. as small and fast as possible right. and just exploit the fact that we had, you know, only three guards on the roster and just kind of wear us down. Right, right. Probably would have been a better strategy. I mean, they did come back at the end. Credit to them for that. That was pretty crazy. But Do you think Boyden's fired after this? Oh, man. It's going to be tough not to. I mean, he's... If he makes the tournament, I think he survives. Five seasons, and he doesn't have any significant. As um, yeah, they got to go to Lubbock. He's only made the uh, NCAA's once, and uh, but they've lost five in a row. So, so they were the hottest yeah. team in the Big Twelve. You know, a few games ago, they won five. I, in I a mean, row. I, I second hottest. I, we were the hottest, but they lost Avery Anderson. You know, yeah, that's yeah, he's that's not very loss. efficient on offense, but he's very good point guard, steady. He he's the he's a creator and a distributor. It gets people in the right spots, and they don't have anybody like that right now. Everybody they have now is kind of like a gunner, right. like like, and they're not very good. They're thirty five percent gunners. They're, they're all right though. I mean, honestly, you know, the trio of Wright, Asbury, and Thompson, you know, they're they're mid thirty chuckers. They're not bad. They're dangerous players. I mean, if they sneak into the tournament, that team can beat somebody for sure. They d up, and and they got three guys that can shoot. So. Yeah, and see, you know, a big problem for them too. We haven't mentioned is that yes, uh, Cisse was playing and he's been playing, but he has not been anywhere near the same player since he had a real. He had a serious foot injury. Right. And I saw it happen and it it popped. It. I mean, it was one of those you don't even want to look at that yeah. replay. It looked bad, and um, you know, he missed three or four games, and he came back hobbled, and then he missed another game or two. I think maybe one game, and he and he's been playing since then, and he he comes off the bench since he got hurt. Um, so they've completely uh, taken him out of the rotation, basically, where he comes off the bench now and doesn't score, really. Doesn't, it, they, they're playing a different style um, where, you know, he was pretty effective on offense earlier in the, in the middle of the season when they were winning some games. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm not surprised that they fell off considering they don't, they're not getting anything from Cisse and Anderson's out, you know, that was their one, two punch in, you know, six, you know, a few weeks ago, that was their two best players. Yeah. It's a uh, man. It's funny how fortunes can change. I, I'll have to um, put this in the message board thread or, or retweet it. But um, I remember watching the uh, Texas uh, uh, Iowa state game and Iowa state just rolled them, you know, near the end of the game. And, and one of the fans uh, in the, uh, audience a student you know held up a big 12 champs uh iphone sign <laughs> and the camera zoomed in on that and they were five <laughs> they were five and one at the time and i think i tweeted out you know that picture and said you don't win uh you know uh conference championships in january and here we are no. in february and in in you know after iowa state lost today they've now gone from five and one in conference eight and nine right yeah they're eight and nine so they're, so they're three and eight you know their last 11 games uh, and then you throw in the uh, blowout loss to uh, Missouri as well. Uh, they're not playing very good basketball. And and then, you know, the flip side, Baylor starts 0-3, and uh, our fans are ap- apocalyptic, and, you know, they think it's uh, – that we're going to, you know, not, not – They were make apocalyptic the, after we lost to Kansas and Kansas State. They were apocalyptic oh, last yeah, week. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, last week, sure, but – but, but I mean, it was really bad after the 0 and 3 start. I yeah. just had to throw that in. I mean, people were melting down. It was absurd. We're not going to make the tournament. This is a trash team, you know, blah 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 and and you know, all we've done since then is go uh, 11 and 3 in conference. So kind of the yeah. the reverse and of like, Iowa State. 
eight of them are Q1 wins, I think. Or yeah. one, two, nine, nine of them. Four top ten nine wins. You know, <laughs> like you, I think you uh, put that and in the there, message board. I did. I made that thread and with Ken Palm, and then I realized, oh, the net actually had updated early that night, and I was like, oh, look, you yeah. know, Gonzaga's top ten in net too. We have four in net, and now we have four. They're all in the AP. So these are, you know, consensus top ten teams at this yeah. point. For sure, they're they're all four. They're all in all three of the major metrics that people use to rate teams. Basically, they are top ten, and we have four wins against them. Um, you know, we've got people that are talking. You know, oh, we haven't done well enough against the top competition in the league. And I mean, there's some truth to that. But I mean, does anybody watch UCLA play basketball? Like we beat that team on a neutral court when we weren't even close to you know our our peak form that we are in right now while we're winning, you know, 11 out of 14. Yeah. Pretty darn good. I mean, we got that, for sure. that win in our back pocket is absurd. We've got people acting like, uh, you know, just because we didn't win at KU or at KSU or at Texas or at Iowa state that we're not going to be able to make a deep run in the tournament. It's like, well, we don't play the tournament games in their gyms. We play them in neutral courts and, you know, we beat UCLA and Gonzaga. Look, look what they're doing, you know? So even without, this run in the big 12 to have those, nobody has those type of just two wins really in their pocket like that. So, I mean, yeah. I've been, I've been harping on this all year when people are down on this team, I'm like, Hey, tap, tap tournament style format. We beat <laughs> UCLA and Gonzaga. Please shut up. Okay. Sorry. I'm done. <laughs> I, I mean, I would love it if Houston takes another loss because I do think, uh, you know, it, there's an argument that even if we went out, it's, it's possible that we don't get a one seed. If, if Alabama and Houston, and UCLA and and Kansas, you know, yeah, continue to win. Alabama, UCLA, and Purdue are the teams that Purdue, would have yeah. to probably all win out or win their maybe win out as well, or maybe they, you know, Alabama could drop one. Although Purdue, if you start looking them. at that resume, Purdue drops one, we pass them at this point. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Purdue's one loss away from us passing them. We have eleven Q ones to their nine Q ones. Right. Um, and they're nine and four though. That's a really good Q one record because they only have the four losses. So right, I mean, right. we're eleven and eight. You know, right. so the committee likes nine and four more than eleven and eight. Sure. But we have time to to get to thirteen or fourteen or fifteen and eight. You know, right. I mean, yeah. That, I mean, that's a big at, thing. At that point, if you've got Baylor and Kansas with fifteen and seventeen, you know, quad wins or whatever, we're both going to be. Yep. Once yep. it doesn't, I don't think it really matters what anyone else does because we'll just have too many Q one wins and it will be ridiculous. I mean. It, as the season has played out, the Big 12 teams just keep rising up the seed list. We're not like, – yeah, Iowa State has fallen off. Yeah. You know, and Oklahoma State is falling. But Baylor, Kansas, Kansas State, and Texas are all like – I mean, it's kind of been a perfect blend of wins and losses for the league to where yep. at this point we've got a one seed and three two seeds. Like that's – pretty i think that's unprecedented and i don't think that's ever happened before for the top eight seeds from the same maybe the big east back in the day or the acc might have pulled that off right i don't know it's been a, it's, it's eight, been a while yeah it's been a while I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> that is incredible no no question about it uh so let's talk about the defense um the, the the game is 67 to 50 with 250 left and and then obviously uh oklahoma did State. we not get it to 19 with 17 the biggest lead uh, seventeen was the or was lead. that just later in the game? 
That was later in the game. It might have been before it the might run have been started. 19. It was seventeen, but I think we. I don't know. I thought. Yeah, we you know, no, time, you're yeah. right. You're right. It was a sixty-five to forty-six with five minutes left. Uh, Flo hits yeah, the second free but, throw. But yeah, then back and forth for a few minutes. Then the run started. Right. Okay. So so it's sixty-seven to fifty. Uh, Cisse goes to the line, hits two free throws, and and so then then they score in the final three minutes. They score eighteen uh, points, um, which which makes our defensive stats look a little worse, but. I mean, I want to talk about the defense. Um, you know, we, we talked Absolutely. about this before we started rolling the pod, but you know, I think Fran brought up a good point. It's it's not necessarily that um we're better on defense without Keontae. I, and I'm not one of these that thinks we're better without Keontae. I mean, that's I to me that's an absurd take, but you know, there's people out there that that you know think that that's that the case. Posted it in the game thread tonight, <laughs> me. Uh, <clears throat> but I mean, I, I do think, um, you know, you can, like, you know, what Fran said, I mean, it doesn't matter, like, if it's, you know, I mean, Dale Bonner makes you better on defense because he's the best defensive guard, you know, so he's, he's when he put when you play him more minutes, you're going to be better on defense. He is absolutely the quickest guard we have. It's not even close. He has a step that the other guards don't have. Every now and then he makes a play or that nobody else in this roster is capable of making, right. whether it's like a certain type of move in the lane or a wraparound pass or some sort of, He's just he has a quick. He's more quick twitch than anybody that we have. Right, and if he um, and if so he, he gives just kind of looks different sometimes when he makes a play because he's just faster than anybody we have. Yeah, and, and and Scott Drew wasn't trying to you know purposefully lose basketball games. He he played some pretty bad basketball for you know Absolutely. the stretch that he you know that, that eventually led to him you know getting on the bench. Uh, but now it's this is the Dale Bonner we thought we were getting that you know Dale Bonner we saw in the Gonzaga game and I mean and this is a little better let's be honest he's I mean he's on he the last two games are uh, oh yeah the efficiency's through the roof on even, offense even right? Kendall even Kendall hyping him in the preseason by stock and Bonner blah 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 I never imagined <laughs> what he did in these last two games I mean. Well, he was terrific in Canada. I mean, but he, I know, I know, I know, I know. You've been high on him because you know when people were critical, you said, "Hey, you know, stick yeah. with this guy. He's yeah. there's something here." And you know, you've been one of those loud voices on Bonner. Um, and you know, you you and Kendall combined have both been very pro Bonner. And when it went south, there were a lot of people chirping about how, you know, I don't want to get too petty, but there was a lot of people saying stuff about how the mods are sunshine pumpers and stuff but specifically about bonner right and now now look at the kid yeah no he's... maybe maybe the experts on the site know a little bit of what they speak of <laughs> perhaps they you know talk to people that watch practices and scrimmages and you know get intel that other people are not privy to right. maybe think about that before you put your fingers <laughs> on the keyboards ladies and gentlemen but all right let's talk about you know what are we going to do when Keontae and langston love are back um, Ugh. you got to play five guards, right? Oh, I mean, there's no way you could put Bonner back on the bench right now. Yeah, yeah. You have to keep rolling with what he's doing. Um, I mean, it, it's obviously you're going to play Keontae when he's back, but um, I mean, it seems clear that they're going to split uh, forty forty minutes between Flo and John. Like, yeah, you know, there'll be some games when when John gets twenty five minutes 27 minutes and flow gets less and they'll probably be the opposite mm -hmm. and we're doing the the perfect split on Jalen and caleb right now but i think what we need to do is unless we need a big banger or we need like today when we needed a rebound drew yeah loner Lo came in and got some rebounds yeah. and uh you know loner's got his moments where we can use him but instead of doing you know 
whatever we're like we're doing 34 and 6 or whatever with them or 32 and 8 probably on average or even closer to 30 10 on average you play Langston at the four for for the minutes that yeah, you got to run some four guard lineups yeah, right. i mean bonner's long and quick um you know you you get bonner out there with love key Maybe when there's four guards, maybe you sit crier because you still have the offense with the four guards. I don't know. Yeah. I, there's so much to play with. Um, but you can you can go four guards and, and go with kind of big guards with um, Bonner, Key, and Love. Um, you know, you can play flagger at the point, and you got you got a lot of size out there I, and, and, for and four I, guards. I want to six three, six three, six four. You know. Yeah. And these guys, you know, like I definitely we should definitely look at running some four guards. I want to shout out uh, Cryer. You know, he had a, he had a terrific first half. I think he had 13 points in the first half, and then and maybe only a bucket. After first half. half, LJ Cryer is the best player in America <laughs> lately. I mean, the kid's dropping 15, 20 points a half routinely. Well, in and, the first and, half, you know, I think his legs are kind of wearing on him a little bit late in games because he's running around for shots so much. He and he's is playing hard. He defense is, lately. LJ is getting in people out there on defense, so. That's that's the point I Shout wanted to make. LJ he and that. Flagler both played terrific defense tonight. I mean, we we give uh, you know um, Bonner his flowers, which is well deserved. But I, but if you watch, if, if 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 anyone's watching the replay of this game after listening to this podcast, just focus on LJ and Adams' mm-hmm. per, perimeter defense. And and you know, I mean, you could say okay, they they you know missed some blockouts, maybe got tired, you know. But but their perimeter defense was was totally on point most of the night, and uh, you know that that's a big reason why we held Oklahoma State to fifty points at the uh, three minute mark in the game. Just you know, yeah, they were flying around out there. The effort's been uh, fine lately. Um, you know, we went into a shell a couple times on, on the road in the second half. Yeah, great teams in in a couple of the loudest gyms in America. But yep. other than that. Uh, I don't. I still people. Are, I don't really think it was much much of an effort issue, except for maybe one or two minutes of play where we looked a little defeated. But my point is that this team has definitely been. Um, I think we've been playing hard on defense. It, the results aren't always there. We get lost sometimes, um, you know. But I, I just don't. I, I don't really. I don't. I, don't, I get sick of people questioning the effort. Is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, I, just don't really I mean, we look like we had tired hard. legs in the second half against yeah. Kansas State. If anything, no it's question. just yeah. it's because we've got we play in the Big Twelve and we've got guys right. playing 35 minutes a game and it's hell out there. Right. Yeah. You're 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 anyway. going to have some games where fatigue just overwhelms you. But uh, you know, Jonathan, we need to talk about him. I thought his activity yeah. was terrific tonight. Um, Ends up going to the foul line five times, converts all five free throws. I mean, they just had look, some nice hand one. He, he's nice got hand such one. a pure shot, yeah, doesn't he? It's, yeah. It's, and and he's finishing through contact at the rim, you know, which is awesome to see. I mean, that gives the us only thing I weapon. didn't like, small thing, but he had he had a three he could have taken a little early in the shot clock, and he yep. passed it up and put it on the ground, and then he ended up taking a fadeaway right. two that came up short. And I was, you know, it was still kind of early in the clock for that shot, too. And I was like, eh, you know, if you're going to take a shot in the clock early, John, let's make it worth three points. Right. He was open. He could have quick trigger taken it. He's six for 11 on the year. Would have been a totally fine shot. I, I like, I mean, I know he's got a quick trigger. I, I'd like to see him shoot more threes. I, he didn't take one tonight. He's six for 11 on the season. He, ball, he took John. one. He took one and missed it. Oh, did he end up it, taking it one? Out. I missed, yeah, I missed it. it. Oh, it okay, good. I missed it. Good looking shot. Uh, I, I had a couple times where I was fast forwarding and 
uh, rewind, you know, and I've missed, I missed a few possessions here and there where I got to rewatch the game. Right. I missed it. And, and, and then the, and Flo, you know, had a solid game, eight points, eight rebounds. Uh, obviously that um, miss layup was a total disaster. I don't know why he didn't try to dunk well, he that. He went up like he was, well, he went up <laughs> like he was going to dunk it and you realize he was kind of underneath the rim <laughs> and he's not the most coordinated guy who can right. hang in the air and kind of adjust and double pump. And so he just awkwardly missed it because he went up to kind of dunk it and realized he couldn't, I think. Yeah. Um, he was kind of directly under the rim. Flo just is, you know, for his, for how big he is, it's just kind of amazing how sometimes he plays <laughs> under the rim. It's like, how do you manage to play with the ball under the rim at your size? But, you know, he's been, he's been good lately. He has moments where you're just, oh my God. Yeah. He's a shaky type player, but, 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 but I mean, he, the he's set, got, the well, he's got, sets is incredible. Yeah. he's got 20 points and 20 boards or something in the last couple of games right. now. Right. Yeah. And that free throw is one of the deadliest weapons in the Big 12 statistically. <laughs> you look it up, his free throw rate is through the roof, yeah. and he's shooting like almost 80% conference play or something. Yep. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, it is yeah. something else. Um, anyway. Well, I mean, it's it's a, it's a great win. It's, you know, Iowa State What, is, what about uh, – I, 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 got to mention Bridges hitting three threes in a row. Oh, yeah. I think no. he only ended up three for eight, which yeah. is, you know, yeah. great. 38 percent or whatever reminiscent of the uh oklahoma game though yeah just uh, he missed his first two i think and then he made three in a row and i mean the way that game ended up getting close bridges is the one that kind of blew it open yeah the back-to-back threes i think it went from like 16 to 19 i think his three might have been the one that made it 19 Obviously, not, the decision he made so. to attack the rim there at the end on the three. Yeah, and he one made a mistake there. Was bad. Oh, I mean, Sisson made a great play. He's he got a seven-one body yeah. with a you know eight-foot wingspan or whatever it is, and he's put his heels right out front of the line. Right. Jalen thought he was going to draw a block, or but he needs to a three-on-one. He gets the ball there, make a quick pass, and then get the ball back and go up. Or you know, three-on-one pass, pass, quick passes, or already, pull it out in, in that situation. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, because say is a monster waiting down there. Right. I, I three-on-one, I like to, I like to just go score, and I think we had it, but um, I'm not going to, you know, people there were, that people got kind of mad at him in the game thread over that, but in the heat of the moment, I understand what he was doing there. It looked, it looked really juicy, and then. <laughs> Just say just kind of a monster and made a play for sure. All right, so Iowa State. This is the last conference game in the Farrell Center. Uh, you know, we need to close the Farrell down in style. I mean, mm-hmm. I know we got some non-conference games there, but uh, I don't think it's going to be against anybody uh, of of import. We, we we might have a Big East. We we, we probably will have a Big East uh, game in the Farrell Center, uh, but we go to the SEC Challenge on the road, and that would be in the new arena anyway, If even you know after January 1st, if that, if that plan holds true. I thought true. that was over. Is it over after next year? Oh, yeah. That, yeah I think you're right. Maybe no, it's it is over, over. Now, now. Okay, so next year we don't have so it. So we don't. Do we even know what our non-cons looking like, real quick? I mean, is it, does there, um, that's usually not something that's done too far in advance, unless you book a home and away. Right. I mean, the only thing we know for sure is is the Big East we, game. Uh, we'll we'll have a home we game against the Big East. We don't have any specific return games or anything like that. Not that I can think of. Um, I man, I, I want to. And we don't know what tourney. We don't do. Yeah. Um, what tourney are we in next year? I think we're in. I want to. I want to say we go maybe to the Bahamas again. I I I don't know. I, I'll have to. Yeah, I'll have to. All right. Well, I'll let's get to back figure. to Iowa State. I was yeah, just we'll curious. get back. Okay. Yeah. So Iowa State uh, last game at home, obviously. Mm-hmm. Probably the last game in a Baylor uniform, definitely for uh, 
Flotamba. Hopefully Keontae George can go because it'll be his last game in a Baylor uniform. And then Adam Flagler, you're assuming it's his last game in the Baylor uniform. And then and then possibly some other yeah. guys too. Um, I know, yeah. you know, Bridges, and you know, has uh, potential, yeah. you know, options. options. And then, uh, you know, even LJ Cryer, you know, who knows. But – but I, but I do think those guys will be back next year. I mean, I, I would say that's, you know, pro, pro, the most probable scenario. And we would, we would expect John back next year as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a great day. You know, we've been playing much better in the Farrell Center lately. And, obviously, our best game of the year was probably Saturday after Keontae goes out and you're down 18-4 to four and then you just, like, you know, completely blow out Texas, uh, you know, a, a top-10 quality team. And uh, they yeah, have the Big 12 title on the line. And, and much like our women did tonight, you know, the, uh, you know, I'm sure they had a celebration plan, the trophy – the uh you know the champagne the uh, confetti <laughs> you know it, it's going to be oh, the, the and t-shirts then, and, the, and the women did it too tonight yes uh in, in impressive fashion you know they, they so you know they're just hating baylor basketball <laughs> well, which is you know pretty much deja vu for the last dozen years or so it is kind of funny after you know the the men's team threw such a tantrum about the the court issues and and you know gotten a little uh altercation with the women at our gym and then and then we go down there and you know uh beat texas women take care of business we <laughs> swept them up in the last few days didn't we, and we I, sure I mean did. i know yeah. how good it feels for baylor fans to beat texas so i mean even though a, a, there's been a lot of overreactions about how you know oh our teams are bad this year and whatnot and now i mean the girls are they, they're what ten and seven in in a pretty good league? I mean, it's five you know, five top twenty five wins. Still transitioning. Yeah, I saw that they've played eleven ranked teams yeah. while you know while the game ranked while the game was was played right. more than anybody in the nation. And people are like, "Oh, Kim is you know so and so record in the SEC, and she's played like one or two ranked teams all year." So yeah, Nikki's you know. got four <laughs> four more ranked wins, tw- top twenty five wins, than Kim has this year. And she's winning these games on the road too. I thought the offense tonight. Uh, I haven't watched much, but I did watch before our game because there wasn't really much going on. Right, and uh, I was really impressed oh, with yeah. the offense. For uh, sure. It looked like an NBA offense. Took it. Oh yeah, took it, it was took advantage it of mismatches. Like NBA players playing an offense, but they were tiny and slow. <laughs> Uh, but if you know that little page bugs is, oh, looks really great. good. Yeah, she was great. And and, and, um, and Kyla Abraham gave. Uh, Nikki, she was like all minutes. over the board. Yeah. She surprised me because I I had kind of heard that she was like a slow develop. You know, wasn't really. Right. Well, she hadn't played much this year, but she came yeah, in that's kind of what moments. I thought. You know, yeah. before I and anyways, uh, she she looked really good tonight. And um, uh, Bickle, you know, stepped out, hit some threes. Yeah. She's kind of like a glue player. She's undersized down there, plays really hard. And I I mean, after watching them play tonight, I'm just like, how are people? How are people so down on this group? I mean. Well, they, they they've had some head scratchers. I mean, you know, losing oh, yeah. Kansas State, and then and then of course they blew a huge yeah. lead to Oklahoma late in the game. Well, they but, got swept by Oklahoma State, but Oklahoma State looks really good, they're good. now. They're good, yeah. And, so, I mean, you know, and it, and if that Oklahoma collapses, what did it? I think that's well, what really... yeah. And and if and if uh, Nikki has um, Dre Edwards and and uh, Blackwell, you know, she it's a totally different team. It's a it's a top ten team all year long, no question about it. So. Yep. Well, hey, anyway. we've gone we've gone long enough. Um, I appreciate yep. you taking time to do this. Uh, always awesome to talk basketball with you. You can't go uh, thirty four. What what is it? Uh, thirty two mm-hmm. and eight until you go um, twenty three and eight. So ten more. One three six. Yes, sir. Ten more. <laughs> let's win them all. Let's beat Iowa State. Let's win the Big Twelve tournament, and then let's let's go ahead and uh, extend that winning streak to twelve. And, and yes. uh, 
cut down the nets in uh, Houston. Yep. That would be Hopefully fun. Hopefully I'll be back uh, sometime in March for another pot or two. Oh, sure. sweet. Let's do it. All right. You've been listening to a Sikkim 365 uh podcast after Baylor's 74 to 68 win over Oklahoma State with Ashley Hodge and Jared Hamby, Sikkim Bears.